Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today, we're going to start off with some news and a special guest later on in the show. Engine shutoff leads to 2016 Mercedes-Benz GLE 450 AMG recall. Honda CRZ 1.5 gets final edition spec in the Philippines. GMC considering a Jeep Wrangler fighter? Maybe. In fact, I'm actually really intrigued to see where they take the... BMW i3 goes on police duty with Austrian forces. Or in other words, it's going to go on police duty and only go about 150 miles on a charge. 2017 Kia Sorento Naps IIHS Top Safety Pick Plus. 2017 Lamborghini Huracan Superleggera is coming to get you. First photos of the Grand Tour reveal the new tent studio, and it is actually pretty big. Volvo says it won't introduce fully autonomous cars in urban areas, which is a brilliant idea. California designer thinks of LFLA concept. Mercedes-Benz's bus of the future is here. Upcoming Audi A8 to offer fully autonomous features. Ford Fiesta's UK fans celebrate 40th birthday with a special convoy. Infinity 2 debut innovative V6 petrol engine in their new SUV. GM most likely to shut down UK plant after Brexit. All new 2017 Opal Insignia slowly starting to show some skin. KTM launches facelifted crossbow, and it's just as crazy as ever. BMW's 1 Series sedan is here, and it's a China-only affair. Will next year's Italian Grand Prix be held at Monza or Imola? Personally, I want Imola. Aston Martin recalls 6,000 vehicles in U.S. over door locks. Bristol's mysterious Project Pinnacle set for July 26th debut. Is Apple seriously considering purchasing Formula One? I really hope not. Otherwise, we won't have any windows whatsoever. Oh, come on! That's a computer joke! It's funny! It's... it's... yeah. (laughs) New Yorker crashes brother's car while playing Pokemon Go! It really should be renamed, Pokemon, please don't play our game. We need to fix everything about it. Elon Musk tweets autopilot wasn't even activated in Pennsylvania crash. Headlights are overrated. This Nissan GTR has massive turbos instead. Updated Mercedes-Benz G-Class set for engine and interior upgrades. Paul Walker's estate reached settlement to have actors' 30 stolen cars returned. Toyota Supra on track for 2018th Rebirth. And now, more news on the engine shutoff recall. Most modern cars are equipped with engine stop-start, which saves fuel consumption in crowded cities and cuts CO2 emissions. But the technology only does half of the job on certain 2016 Mercedes-Benz GLE 450 AMG models. Due to an error within the engine control unit, or ECU, the software may trigger the system to shut down the engine during braking prior to a stop sign or traffic light which could confuse the driver into thinking that it was planned by the eco stop-start function. However, the engine will not restart automatically after releasing the brake pedal, as the driver will need to push the ignition button. Due to this condition, the vehicles in question failed to comply with the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, NHTSA, regulations, and, depending on the traffic situation, there can be an increased risk of a crash. There are approximately 5,825 units affected by this problem. According to Mercedes-Benz USA, which have been put together from December 10, 2014 to June 6, 2016, owners will be contacted by the manufacturer and, it, and after an appointment will be made with the local dealership. The technicians will update the software, the repair will just take a few minutes, and will be performed free of charge, as always. Also, by the way, 
at our local robot convention that I went to yesterday. They had a carbon fiber robot. They had a carbon fiber drone. I was geeking out because, as you guys know, I love carbon fiber. It's my favorite material. I can't get enough of carbon fiber. In fact, if, I, if my computer was made of carbon fiber, that would just be perfect and expensive. Anyway, more news on the Aston Martin door locking recall. Aston Martin is recalling the lion's share of its luxury sports cars in America over a security feature that works just fine but does not comply with U.S. federal regulations. The problem revolves around the interior door locks, which by design are disabled when the doors are locked from the outside. It's a particularly beneficial feature for convertibles, in which locking the doors when parked with the roof down is only as secure as a hand reaching in and unlocking it from the outside. Unfortunately for Aston Martin, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration demands that the doors that the door locks be op- operable from the inside of the vehicle, even if it's equipped with a system link like like Aston installs that prevents the doors from being locked with someone inside. So the British automaker has been forced to recall over 6,000 of its vehicles in the United States. If that doesn't strike you as a very large recall, consider that Aston only sold 3,615 units around the world last year. The company seldom breaks down its sales figures in detail. If you estimate that the United States states accounts for only a quarter of the company's global sales, the number of vehicles being recalled would be more than enough to account for every unit the company has sold in the United States for the past six model years, which is as far back as this recall extends. The campaign affects the 2010-2015 DB9, 2010-2012 DBS, 2010-2016 V8 Vantage, 2012 Virage, a short-lived model based on the DB9, 2010-2016 Rapide, 2014 and 2016 Vanquish, 2011 to 2016 V12 Vantage, and 2012 to 2013 V12 Zagato. All told, that amounts to an estimated 6,076 vehicles which will need to have their double locking system disabled. That is, of course, assuming that every owner voluntarily brings their vehicle into the dealership to address the issue, which they are under no legal obligation to do, leaving a recall issue unresolved. However, can add adversely affect the resale the resale value of a car. But some but something tells us that most Aston owners won't be strongly influenced by that factor. Matt LeBlanc buys new Ford Focus RS. This Porsche 908-04 concept is what motorsport needs right now. It's essentially a long tail version well it's not a long tail version of anything. It's actually a concept but it's really cool. The Grand Turismo Vision project started with the game's founder, not gonna butcher it. Essentially though it's a concept for that, and it's really cool. Aston Martin AMRB001 to spawn another mid-engine supercar. Santino Ferrucci is first American to drive an American F1 car since 1977. Yeah, almost four decades now. Jackie Kennedy's 1961 Lincoln Continental Convertible is exquisite. Once loaned to the White House for First, Lady, first Lady's personal use. We've all seen them. Those self-centered drivers who think their cars are more important than everyone else's. They take up two or more parking spaces. Now you can let them know how you really feel with sarcastic parking cars. Go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com. You'll receive 12 different cards expressing what you think about their parking. These cards come in their own carrying case. Once again, go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com and get your cards today. I have a little treat for you guys. This is Mike of Man Caves, Colorado. Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm the owner of Man Cave, Colorado. 
We are a detail shop slash paint with dent repair, window tint, clear bra, just about anything cosmetic on your vehicle. So we have three locations. We're in Westminster, Wheat Ridge, and Centennial. Okay, so thank you. Now, we have four questions today, and I'll start off sure. by saying, why did you start Man Cave? Well, you know, I'm just, I'm a huge car enthusiast, first of all, and I, I started out kind of running a car museum, and I had some pretty cool jobs, but, uh, you know, it was always working for somebody else, and I thought, you know, I've got the clientele. I, I think I can do this on my own, and I just kind of just jumped in with both feet and, you know, started with, you know, a little shop where I, I had two spaces to work out of and, and eventually uh, grew to where I could take over that whole shop. And, you know, I've had some bumps and, you know, roadblocks I've had to overcome a little bit, and I'm not going to say that I'm I'm done with them yet, uh, but, you know, it's it's a, it's a struggle. I'm not a – I wasn't an entrepreneur. I didn't really know a lot about running a business, but I did have a passion for cars, and I knew how to really make them look great. You know, just combining that, and I love going to car shows. I thought that's a great way to promote our business. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Now, how long have you been doing this? Well, we're going on almost five years here. So in September, that's going to be our five-year anniversary. Very excited about that. We're uh, we're definitely going to be looking at doing a, you know, some some sort of car show at uh, probably my Westminster location, and and you know to celebrate. Um, so it's uh, it's been a long road. You know, car detailing has uh, you know so up and down seasons. We 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 can do well in the spring and summer, and in the winter. You just try to get through it, basically, is what it comes down to. So uh, every every year it gets a little bit easier. Yeah, with three locations last year, it was kind of a tough time getting through that winter, but uh, we made it through, and, and uh, we're rocking right now. Well, congratulations on that massive achievement. For anyone trying to get into the automotive industry, what would you tell them from an entrepreneurial standpoint? You need to follow your passion. you got to figure out... You know, what What do you really want to do every day? And, you know, I guess I didn't wake up saying, hey, I, I want to actually uh, work on these cars myself, uh, you know, every single day. It's 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 not easy, but I wanted to be around the cars. And, and uh, you know, if you, if you really want to get into this industry, sometimes you just got to step in and, and maybe jump in as a volunteer. Um, get get the experience first. When I first started, I took a huge pay cut to jump into uh, running this car museum. And pretty much what I, I said was, hey, I don't care what you pay me. This is just for me. I, I want to be here. And and so that's, that's kind of where everything started. Yeah, you got to dip your toes into bigger water, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's... Uh, I mean, you've heard the story before. If you if you work at something that you love, you'll never work another day in your life. And you know that's absolutely true when you work in the car industry. You just never know what kind of car is going to come in next. I mean, just you know, a couple months ago, uh, we had the privilege of working on a Kona Seg CCXR uh, that was valued probably about three million dollars. And this car is faster than. You know the you know Bugatti Veyron. I mean, it's just such an unbelievable car, and and to be able to uh, you know really polish that thing and you know put a ceramic coating on it that makes it look dripping wet all the time, 
and protect it up to five years. I mean, that's just a dream come true. Now, everyone asks me, do you get to drive these cars? Well, sure, absolutely, we get to drive them, but it's not like I get to just, you know, go hop on the highway and, and go, uh, you know, take it for a cruise. No, I'm, I'm taking it for, you know, five, ten miles an hour. So I hate to disappoint you guys all on uh, on that aspect, but, you know, hey, I got to I gotta uh, at least be able to sit in it. And, uh, you know, that, that's a real privilege on a car like that, that there's only four of them in, in the U.S. Yeah, so how much fun do you have? working on those oh. cars. <laughs> you know, the real privilege is seeing the before and after. These cars come in uh scratched and swirled. You know, you just um you you sometimes wonder how these cars get to that point. Uh and then to be able to take out all the scratches and really make the reflection. I mean, I guess having the the client see their car after is really what's truly rewarding. Um, they see their car and they're like, "Oh my God, is this my car?" Uh, it's it's just incredible. Yeah. So do you take before and after pictures then? Oh, absolutely. And you know what we really love doing is doing the fifty-fifty shot. So what I'll do is take some uh, painter's tape and and just tape right down the door or maybe the hood, and we will polish. Uh, or do a three-stage polish, which is an aggressive, medium, and then a fine machine polish all on just one side, pull the tape up, and then you can really see the before and after right there before your eyes. And so uh, I love doing that, especially on black vehicles. Black, I always tell people, black's not a color, it's a career. It is the hardest car to really make it look good. You constantly have to wash it and they they get scratched easily, and uh, when you can really make a black car look well, I mean, really look good, it, it just, it, there's nothing else out there that looks like it. it. It just shines. Yeah, you know you've gotten good when you can make a black car look absolutely stunning. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and we've got some pretty neat tricks uh, that helps us with that as well. Um, not always can you polish out, you know, some of these scratches, so what we do is we'll also do some uh, some sanding on it. And traditionally, you would do wet sanding. And, and it's a very fine grit sandpaper, uh, like 2,000 or 3,000 grit, and sand the whole car ahead of time before you polish it. Well, we have a process uh, that we call dry sanding. And it's a special dry sandpaper that comes from Japan. And you can actually see what you're doing. So you don't have to constantly wipe off the, the water to see how far you're going. And so what we can do is jump on a, a car and, and sand the whole thing in a couple hours and, and then start our three-stage polish, and that's really what sets us apart from the competition. Yeah, I remember seeing on this commercial where it said, painters will tell you that painting a car is 95% preparation and 5% actual painting. It is absolutely true, and when it comes to glass coating, um, that is absolutely true that you really don't get out of it um, unless you really put the work um, in it ahead of time. You you know, we have this glass coating that, you know, it's pretty expensive by itself. You, we buy a, a, a 50 milliliter uh, bottle of ceramic coating for $200, and it'll only do, a, you know, a couple cars. But if I just put that on by itself without prepping the car, it's not going to look good. It amplifies all the flaws in the car. 
So as long as you polish that car to perfection first, then put this liquid glass ceramic coating over on top of it to seal it in, that's truly how you get absolutely amazing results. So are you are you guys a franchise? Do you have places outside of Colorado? No, we don't. Um, it started here, um, and I'm, I'm the sole owner. And, uh, you know, we just, you know, maybe maybe I, I opened up three stores a little too quick, um, but we we really needed three stores, you know, this time of year. And, um, you know, there's nothing worse than someone trying to come in and, and want to have one of these coatings done to their car, and you can't fit them in because you're booked out you know, a couple of weeks in advance. So, so anyway, I, I have, I, I have some great detailers that, uh, uh, are working for me. It's, um, it makes it a little easier when you have the type of cars that we're working on and the reputation that we have. Uh, they're finding me. And, and when I've got good people I can put to work, I know I can find them the business. So, so that's kind of what caused me to open up the three locations so quick. I mean, three locations in, in four years is is kind of moving a little too fast. Um, and then we're also opening up a Colorado Springs location, uh, but it's going to be a little different. It's going to be at a car wash, and um, uh, we're going to do single-stage polishes, full interiors. But but we may open up a full-fledged uh, uh, shop out in Colorado Springs as well. We're looking at Aspen, um, and I feel like the Denver metro area could support you know, seven or eight locations, uh, but but I'll I'll hold off right now. I just want to make sure that we we grow at the right speed. I don't want to I don't want to grow too fast. Now, do you train the people yourself? Yes. Yeah, so what I'll what I'll do is I've just been around this for so long. I helped start some other detail shops um, in the past, and uh, you know, help them you know get their clients. But uh, you know, I have a process that absolutely works, and so. I can take someone who's never detailed before and maybe maybe six months to a year I can I can make them one of the best detailers in the state. But if I take somebody who is already a pretty good detailer and, and can, you know, really do good paint correction, I can I can make them just absolutely amazing in in a couple weeks. So there's um it, it, you know the the training program uh can be Anywhere from a couple weeks to a year. You just, everyone's a little different. I can see what you mean. How do you stay on top of what you do in the industry that you're in? Well, we go to SEMA show every year. Um, the SEMA is by far uh, the best place to go and learn about your trade. They've got anything from uh, detail products to, um, you know, performance parts. So I've, I've been, you know, 11, 11 years now uh, to that show. I'm always finding new products. Um, I do a lot of research online, uh, especially out of the country. I'm constantly looking for the absolute very best glass coating because some products may be very glossy, but they scratch very easily. Some products uh, last a long time, but they, they're not very glossy. Some are very hydrophobic, so the water just you know beads up on it. But some are very hydrophilic, which means that the water just sheets right off. And so it's really important to figure out what kind of coating you're looking into. Some some coatings are really good for marine or, or even wheels as well. So we have kind of a different coating for 
different applications, but it's very important to stay on top of this. And, and in fact, Man Cave was the very first detail shop in Colorado to offer uh, these ceramic coatings. And since then, there's obviously quite a few other people uh, who have followed suit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, it's um, I'm always trying to stay ahead of the, the technology because if there's something new out, I want to know about it. Absolutely. Now, do you have a guarantee on your work? Yeah, we have a, a five-year warranty on it. Uh, the work, the work itself is lifetime. If 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 someone comes back and and we had a detail the car and and we miss something, absolutely, I don't uh, I don't have any time limit on that. Um, but the the coating itself, I'll guarantee up to five years. And um, if uh, if it's not uh, uh, washing the same, or you can tell that the the coating is wore off, you know, I will. Uh, recoat that uh, vehicle at no charge. Okay, so what's your favorite vehicle that you've worked on outside of the coexig? Yeah, um, well, we, we we did a 918. Um, that was very cool. Uh, so uh, very proud about that. But I've also some older vehicles that most people uh, may have never seen. I've uh, uh, I've worked on a you know an F40, uh, which is really neat. We glass coated it. Uh, but I've also did a, a Packard. Uh, 1933 Packard Dietrich model. It's probably a couple million dollar car. Um, in fact, I think we've done eight uh, of these old Packards uh, now, and uh, those are really a lot of fun. I mean, they're a lot of work. I mean, sometimes we'll spend 30 hours on a car like that. Uh, sometimes those spare tires on those vehicles are so heavy that we had to use an engine hoist to lift that off just so we can polish behind there. So. Um, but it's, man, when, when those cars are looking good, there's nothing like them. Absolutely. So thank you for coming out today and joining me on my podcast. If everyone wants to know how you get to Man Cave, it's www.mancavecolorado.com, and you can search on his website for more. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Anyway, I will see you next time on the next podcast. You've just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash C slash Viper for Life ACR. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye, until next time.